0: Is that right? Yeah, can you bring it down a bit, Jack? Come on, Jack. Okay. Hello. Yeah. 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 Hello and welcome <laughs> to another episode of Grange TV. Uh, there was a technical malfunction by Eli, not by me. Uh, we have with us Robert Whitaker, as always, um, Alex Volkanovsky, and the great Joe Lopez, a living legend from the South Coast. How are you, gentlemen?
1: Very good, Master Splinter, I call it. <laughs> <laughs> Master Splinter. When
0: did that name come about?
1: That was from your mate, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, back from
2: the
1: day. K.O. K.O. Calls him the master splinter. I remember him saying it once. I'm like, that's it. That's going to stick. It's stuck ever since.
2: (laughs) I've got my apprentice splinter here next to me. Hey, congratulations.
0: on That was an amazing fight, that last fight uh, with uh, Chad Mendes. By the way, I just want to put this out there. I'm not a bandwagon jumper. I messaged you over a year ago never replied to me that (laughs) made me fucking feel awesome (laughs) sorry about that really I usually get back to everyone so not to me (laughs) sorry (laughs) mate (laughs) so I I um yeah I I was on I was on the bandwagon a long time ago but um yeah no congratulations and uh thanks for putting me in my place i guess um, <laughs> <laughs> power play. <laughs> yeah your full fucking power play no but uh good on you man that was a, that was an amazing fight do you want to
1: talk about that fight a yeah bit yeah it was, it was a like? un, you know obviously an unreal opportunity uh when we got that fight i called for that fight i called him out but to actually get that fight i was blown away i was like yeah, you know we, we got it so it was unreal yeah, oh, I, was, I could hear myself in the background. Yeah, um, yeah and then, uh, you know, got that fight, and then obviously on a card like that as well, and then, uh, you know, to start off that, the main card with a, a fight like that, we end up getting fight of the night and then taking out someone like Chad Mendes, you know. So it was, the whole time I'm telling myself, you know, uh, you, know it's, you know, Chad Mendes, I can do this, I can do that. Like, obviously you've got to stay confident, and, you know, in the interviews, you're saying what's going to happen. I pretty much said exactly how I was going to go, but... After the fight, I was still like, "That was Chad Mendes." You know what I mean? So that was, it was unbelievable, and just very happy with how 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 it how how, turned out.
0: How much does it affect you? The, the name, like the guy's name, like Chad Mendes being the big name that he is. Um, how how did how much does that affect you going into the fight?
1: Well, going into the look, like, I'm pretty usually got my head screwed on pretty well so i don't usually uh, worry too much about that sort of stuff obviously little things are gonna you know you're gonna have these little doubts here and there and then i'm pretty good at throwing them away and you know i know i've got a job to do um, but i reckon that's why it's you know a lot of people are like oh how's the nerves and all this i don't really get too nervous and um you know i don't really think like that but i reckon i hold a lot of that in uh, because straight after the fight every time I finish my fight I'm just like it feels like the weight of the world's off my shoulders so I always say that to people It's just a relief after after I have a fight and I reckon that's because of of that like you know I'm always you know trying to not you know trying to be calm collected I want a clear head when I go in there I'm so focused on trying to be me in there and you know I don't want everything to be overwhelming I reckon that's what it is like I really do because that's Every time someone asks, I go, "Oh, just a relief." I do, you know. And I think that might be why I just try and knock all them things away. But after it, I'm like, again, like you said, the name was like far out. You just did that to Chad Mendes. You know, he's only lost to, you know, future Hall of Famers. You know what I mean? Like Frankie Edgar, Josie Aldo twice, and and um, you know Conor McGregor. So and now I'm on that list. So it was just an unreal feeling.
0: What was the what was the perspective like for you, Joe?
2: Uh, again, I try and stay pretty calm. I, I take each fight, whether it's an amateur fight or you know a big fight on the UFC. I try and stay the same all the way through. I mean, after the fight, you because know, Alex had a bit of blood, I actually went down and got the wet towel to come inside to clean his face, not realizing that they've got guys in there to do that for you in the UFC. Because I'm just, I just try and um, stay the same. So I don't like or try and anything get to us or anything you know so whether we're fighting a guy for his first amateur fight or you know alex fighting for the title i'm going to treat each fight the same you know try and uh, not not change anything around you know
1: so backstage you still giving me shit like you would the first couple of times <coughs> yeah. bit of the banter all the way through
2: yeah we're, we're, a lot of people um sort of uh, look at us sort of funny because we're in the back and we're bantering and laughing and carrying on because i, I want the the guys to stay calm and and, and not get their adrenaline pump until t- till it's time, you know? Uh, like, you know, five ten minutes or when their hands are getting wrapped, you know, we start to build up and then, and then it just slowly builds up from, from from the hand wraps, really, you know, we put on the pads and it's getting a little bit more and, you know, then the walking out, you know, it's that's just the unbelievable feeling, you know, walking out to that many people, you know? How does
3: it, like, how does it feel, fight day, for you? You know, like, um. You know, after you've made weight, well, that period after you've made weight, I assume like you're just the thoughts are on the food, the rehydration, just trying to relax. Hard part's it, done. Yeah, but it gets real when fight day. How how does that play itself out for you?
1: Well, again, like sort of what we we're saying, like we just try and be as normal as possible. So I know everyone's different. Obviously everyone um has their approach, they approach differently. Me, I just wanna it to be any other any other day. Obviously, obviously we've got a fight, big fight to worry about, but I don't want to just be sitting there, you know, sitting in a room, listening to music in my zone, just thinking about it all day. I want to be doing things we would like, we went to a shopping center, got got another feed and just things like that. And then obviously got to be back for the, the bus trip and all that sort of stuff. But again, it's just, yeah, like we literally have a laugh like we would any other day. But at the same time, we know there's a job to do. If I'm When I'm hitting pads and all that, I'm focused 100% on the pads. Um, on my job, what's to do and like as he's wrapping his hands, we're having a laugh. But uh, you know, it's just it's just yeah, I don't know, I guess everyone everyone's different. Like what about yourself? How about you? I know I'm not I don't think I'm meant to be asking the questions am I, but uh,
2: <laughs> we can do
3: whatever you want, we're just having a conversation. Yeah, that's it. It <laughs> yeah, was chatting here. Um yeah, I'm, I guess like that day, fight day is like the day that I, I allow myself to obsess on on kind of what I need to do. I try like most of the prep and the the thing like uh, the weeks leading into it i'm kind of very uh no no emotions like just try and let it go you know not think about it not obsess too much about it not think about too much about it um just because once i start thinking about it the adrenaline starts to flare up all the emotions come out and then but i guess fight day i allow myself to do that and i allow myself to think about the fight and to to you know to act as i should you know to switch on and then, um but also in the back of my mind, have have that that thing there that like, all right, whatever's going to happen is going to happen there for that split, like that small amount of time, and then it's done, you know. Like, and I look at the clock, and it'll be, I don't know, like three, four o'clock, and then the fights at seven or whatever, and I know I'll go, I go, t- I tell myself, I go, within eight hours. I'll be back here on my laptop, <laughs> like little things like that. Like and it just that—that's kind of how I get rid of the nerves. Yeah. Okay. Of. Yep. But then sometimes, like I say that, but emotions aren't exactly easy to control. <laughs> there'll, be, there'll be nights I'm, a, I'm at home thinking about the fight in bed at twelve thirty, flinching, mm. like flinch punching. Is, you know what I mean? Yeah. But, uh, it's hard. Yeah. It's I know hard. What you mean?
1: Yeah, I get that. You know, like I said, I'm usually pretty good with that sort of stuff, but there. There will always be one or two nights where you're just like constantly thinking of how that fight's playing out, but um, yeah, usually once you know, <clears throat> that will literally happen maybe once in the whole whole camp, but it does happen. But yeah, again, back there, obviously, when I'm saying this, I want to be as calm and you know, and just be normal as possible. But obviously, you know, you I'm you know on the way to the fights, I'm thinking of things. I'm trying not to let it overwhelm me, but I'm still thinking of how how it'll play out. Um, you know, just. It's hard to explain. So I'm, I am thinking about it, but at the same time, I'm just trying to stay chill. And I think a way of doing that is I break it up. Like I said, we'll just sit there, have a chat, have a laugh, and then you know, then I will think about the fight a bit. Oh yeah, this is going to happen. And all right, you're doing this for your family, and you know, all that sort of stuff starts coming in and makes you really all right. Got a job to do, but uh, at the same time, I'm just yeah, I just like I always say to people, I just play what's in front of me. You sit, like, though I could be there hitting pads, and I'm completely 100% focused on pads then you come and talk to me about soccer and I'll just start having a, a you know a, a good conversation about soccer. That's just how I am. <laughs> and then he goes, all right, back on the pads, all right, sweet, switched on. I just, I don't know, I guess I'm, that's just how I am. Uh, my missus always says, because boys can't do two things at once. So I reckon that that works for me anyway. I can't do two things at
0: once. But, but you're very good at compartmentalizing stuff and being able what? to separate. Exactly. That's what I'm doing now, and that's what I'm doing. Hundred
1: percent. So uh, a lot of times, if I've, if there's a problem, like say there's something that is playing in my mind, take me training, it's gone. Or take me to fight, it's gone. I'm not worried about that. So I guess it's a good thing.
0: Are you able to? You, when we had, when we were speaking with Tim before. We, you were talking about you. You are able to do that as well. Compartmentalize things.
3: Yeah, like uh, you kind of have to, because you know what we do. There's no room for for other thoughts That's how you get injured. This is so um like very much the same. Like I'll go sometimes something happened to my family or something will stress me out and I'll be thinking about that the whole way on the way to training and I'll feel I'll feel shit, you know, we have bad days sometimes. Mm-hmm. But um but then I get to training and we start working and it goes. And then after training I feel much, much better. It like it balances me out. It like uh yeah, it just it just balances all the chemicals out of my head. Mate, so Are you true. able
0: to compartmentalize as, as, as well as Alex and Rob? Yeah, yeah. Um,
2: I mean, it took me two days to after the fight to actually realize, to sink in that we'd actually beat Chad Mendez we, we were sitting there with the guys and I just, it actually sunk in. It took me two days. The first day and a half, I just didn't really, um, it was just another fight, you know? But.
1: I know what you mean by that because I'm the same. But I, I have to watch back the fights or like even this is like, a couple of days after or even the next day, I'll watch the fight and sort of remind myself that I just fought like Chad Mendes or I just won a, a big fight, you know, because I completely, like I told you, I completely forget about that and I'm just back to being daddy at home and then I'll be like, all right, watch the fight. Oh, yeah, far out. Look, you know, <laughs> it's how, crazy.
0: How, um, how underrated do you think you were going into that fight? Not, not necessarily odds but i'm talking about like how much do you think maybe chad Mendes as well thought you know whatever yeah yeah
3: no
1: oh 100 i oh, honestly uh, there's obviously there's guys that really understand the game and know the game that um because i'm the type of person that i will go i will go look and like see what analysts thinks and all oh, that stuff like sort of reads me up and i'm like can't wait to prove people wrong sometimes too. So I seen a few people saying it, but there were still people that go, No, oh, I reckon Alex can do it, you know, saying stuff like that and I was like, Oh yeah, cool. Um, but obviously, you know, I was an underdog. It was the first time I, I was I've been an underdog, which I was sort of like happy with. I'm like, oh no, yeah, I can prove people. So that didn't play anything on my men, me, mental side of things at all. But um I reckon, yeah, so I was seeing everywhere that like, oh, guy. Yeah, he's just a way better version of himself, like They'll say stuff that yeah he's explosive, um, you know. And things like, like they'll saying things. I've gone yeah you're right. But I mean, MMA so much more than that. I don't care how explosive he is. You know, what I mean if he's got tendencies which I knew that we'll you know we we're working on. I knew when I put the pressure on him and when I'm. What did you
0: see? What were the things? Or Joe, what did you see that in, that were the tendencies that Chad Mendes might have had that you guys could have exploited? Um, <clears throat> well
2: chad is like a very explosive fighter so he, he sort of sits back and then he, he sort of pounces on you and, and, and our whole game plan was just to put pressure and try and wear him out we knew he was going to take us down we knew we were going to take a couple of shots but we were ready for that i um, mean at one stage there you know when he, he took alex down alex is shrimping back to the cage and he's saying to us having a full-on conversation i'm up now don't worry boys you know, like I don't know whether you've heard it, but it no. it, it, it was I, I sort of had a little laugh to myself. I don't know what Chad must have thought. Well, he's having a conversation and he he's trying to keep him down, and he's going, "I'm getting, I'm up," you know. Uh, yeah. That it, was a, it, it. Must have played on Chad's mind, you know. Had
1: Brad uh, Brad Riddell on the back as I well. I look up as he's there, and I've just pushed his head there, and I started butt scooting to the cage, and I knew I was up, and I could see him he's like... Like, sort of, brand-like. I'm like, I'm
0: up, I'm up, relax, calm down.
1: Like, I'm saying that to him. I just
0: got that takes back. a massive toll on the guy such an explosive wrestler. If he takes you down, he can't hold you down.
1: Exactly right. Well, that's the thing. You've got to remember, he is so explosive. Where if I'm so worried about them takedowns, then punches would have landed clean. Every one of these punches that he threw, I pretty much seen coming. So I was putting that pressure, I was throwing the fakes, and I was drawing the reactions out of him. And I was aware to make him miss make him you know, block him and then come straight back on him. And I just knew that, you know, cause he's so explosive and that's what he does. I knew he would just try and, I was sort of panic punch and panic shoot. And I knew I'd draw them out of him. And I think that's exactly what happened. A couple snuck through and it, you know, obviously I went down, but it got me fight of the night. So I don't care about that. Um, so it got me that extra money. But um, at the same time, I sort of seen everything coming. Um, a lot of people like, oh yeah, he was landing. But I honestly, I was a part of my game plan. Let him throw, sh- shell him up come straight back on him okay again, again some snuck through but that's the game the,
3: that was that was kind of like um that was how i saw you winning like more than anything else was that i didn't see you quitting and yeah. i could see quitting him mm-hmm. he's quit before yeah like he's a great fighter and i like him like i respect him as an athlete but i've seen him quitting fights mm-hmm. and um i knew that like if you as as long as you stayed cool and calm and you just didn't let him have your way uh have his way Mm -hmm. you would he would eventually quit because you're tough as nails Mm. like you you show that every single fight Mm. i think that that was the the the, the biggest thing that i saw like coming into that fight Mm. i have another question but Mm -hmm. now you said that you look up the 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 analysts and stuff yeah that being the underdog fires you up a bit. I'm very much as similar. Like when someone tells me I can't do something, I, I think like, fuck you. Yeah. Like And, and that jeez me up. How does it feel though, when you're the favorite? Um, again, like I'm just so good at, I'm
1: so good at, well, I guess a word I could say is leveling myself out. maybe. So if it's on the other way around, again, I'm just, you know, trying not to worry about, oh yeah. Cause I'm, when I was a favorite for Shane Young, cause Shane Young was a replacement. There was probably we a lot
0: Young at city kickboxing so like, he's one of my yeah, trainer yeah, partners yeah there.
1: <laughs> but um yeah so you know there was a lot there was actually more pressure because i was everyone's like ah oh, you know and late replacement i'm like at the end of the day these guys are kind of trying to kill you well yeah they're, they're on a tear like just because they're not in the ufc doesn't mean they're not good like we've yeah, all huh. been there and it doesn't mean their punches don't exactly hard, right you know <laughs> they could be on an absolute tear and <laughs> yeah. like most people like why that you know what i mean so I was uh, so I felt like everyone's was always uh, walking the park and all that. And then I started seeing that and I was like, oh, all right, there was more pressure on me. I, again, I'm trying to level myself out and not worry about but that one was probably the most awkward for me. So you see me in my performance, I played it extra safe, which, um, I, you know, at the same time, I don't take much risk anyway. I'm the type of person that, you know, with Chad Mendes, I had to take a few more risks because if I didn't, I wouldn't win that fight. So uh, that's where, I, you know, that's where you're going to see me perform even better with these higher level fights because I will. You know, I will do what has to be done done to win. So in those few fights, I knew that I could take little damage, land nice clean shots, ground yeah, take them to the ground, punch a head through the canvas. You know, I knew I could do that with, with most of my opponents. And um, I played it extra safe him because I knew his only chance was to land a lucky punch. That's all, sort of what I had in my head. And um, yeah, no, no disrespecting, but that's what I had in my head. So there was more pressure there. But when I'm the favourite again, I, I try not to worry about it. Again, sometimes I'll try and use that as even fuel, like as confidence. But like, oh yeah, everyone knows I can do this. Yep, yeah, you can do this. So I don't know. Again, I'm really good at leveling myself out. Is that the right word? You reckon?
2: Because yes, either either
1: end, yeah. I can level myself out. We'll go with that. It's going to be yeah, a but new but word.
2: <laughs> a fight like Shane Young's really hard. Where yeah, you know, we, we took it on less than a week's notice. I think they gave us like three opponents in one week. You know, and Shane ended up being. The guy, so we were preparing for uh Jeremy Kennedy, Kennedy, yeah, so had him who was a grinder, uh, grappler wrestler. And then came Shane Young, which is his more all round type guy. So, yeah, it, it it does play a lot on the fighters' thing. And, and the guy coming in like Shane Young, no disrespect, he's got nothing really to lose and everything to gain if he gets it, you know. If he loses, you know, he took it on a week's notice, you know but um, yeah, he can come out there swinging and, and get that lucky punch in. So there's a lot of pressure on on the guy taking that fight on that week's notice, you know, Alex, on Alex's side more than...
3: They are sometimes the most dangerous. Yeah. You know, a d- young dude, like, getting given an opportunity, mm-hmm. you've had no time to prepare for him. He's had no time to let the pressure of the situation affect him, and he has nothing to lose. Yeah, It's like...
1: And like, oh, confidence-wise, I guess, I don't know if it's confidence, but like again, there's no pressure. You go in there thinking, I don't have to worry about this. I can just go in there, sort of have fun, and look for that shot. So you clearly got, oh, I'm going to look, you know, you've got a game plan, you can really stick to it because nothing else worries you. And you're seen it time and time again. Look, like, Daniel Cormier, who was that late replacement? Uh, was it Anderson, Silver, yeah. that come in? And you've seen him play really safe. And you know I mean, I, I, I see it time and time again when there's late replacements. There's so much more pressure, Khabib and, and Aliquinta, yeah. you know, so they're, they're playing it a lot more safe, I think, and well, I just reckon yeah, so You much know pressure. when
0: the guy's got, like, a title, like, say, for example, if you if you have, a, you, now you've got the, the title, you, you've got to defend against Gastelum, and say Gastelum got injured, mm. and they just offer the number 15-ranked guy, mm. and they go, why don't you take that fight? And let's say, I, I, we don't know anything at this stage. Yep. I'm just talking, and you go, no, we're not going to take the fight, this guy's six, six and tall and blah, 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 and Gastelum's thing. Like, that's like the fight of that guy's life, and Rob knows nothing about him. Rob's putting his belt on the line, putting everything on the line, and the other dude's just turning up on, you know, no, no notice. Exactly. So the, all the pressure then is on Rob. Mm-hmm. The other guy just has to turn up, and he's getting the best opportunity of his life. So Hundred you know, the pressure's crazy. And then you go, well, he's number 15 in the world, and you're like, dude, do you understand what you're saying? Like, number 15 is... Well, you were one, number 15, 15 you were one number 15 in the world. 15 dangerous. You were one number 15 in the world. It just means
1: that, you know, they're still working up. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? Like, it's funny how people go, oh, yeah. So, what do you mean, oh, yeah, we're yeah. all there. Your greatest fighters of all time were there at one stage nah, building man. up. I feel, You've got to build up from somewhere. I actually, I
0: actually have a question for the three of you, in this. How, and in your travels and when you see, when you go back take fights, how underrated do you feel the fighters are from Australia, Pacific, New Zealand, etc. How underrated are, are the fighters? In-
2: well, I, I think they were, but I think they're starting to make a big impact. Uh, and, and as you can see, you know, the, the Anzac takeover is coming through. And considering we haven't got the population or, or, or the numbers, I, I, I think you know we're, we're kicking some big goals here. You know, um, more more so than any other country. You know, I, I think it's just the Australian and New Zealand passion for fighting and and, and you know being the underdog, but still taking it on board and, and coming up on top, you know, and-
1: Obviously, obviously the the real turning point where we started getting competitive and then taking the title, that's then everyone was like, after Rob done, what he done, you know, like building exactly. up to that, then everyone was like, oh, wow, these guys are legit. And that I reckon that's where it really turned around. Thanks, Rob. So, <laughs> yeah, <mate. laughs> so that everyone really, you know, and then after that, then obviously, a lot more eyes are on us now, and like again, there's 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 a there's a lot of us that are, you know, we're doing we're taking out a lot of wins, you know. So
3: surely there's got to be like a statistic out there for like per athlete from a country in the top ten. We've got to be like one of the highest ratios, right? Like uh, we'd have to considering yeah, you've you got to think. I think ratios, probably like
2: a couple of hundred registered. Um, pro fighters in Australia, there's some gyms in America that have got more fighters than we've got in our whole country. I think like, you know? Look at
3: there's got to be only about 20 in the UFC from... Like from Australia, yeah. New Zealand, like there's like exactly not, right. not many, and then Probably how many of are those are we, are, are we
0: claiming New Zealand as a country? <laughs> yeah, yeah <exactly. laughs> that's what I was. I was sort of like, are <laughs> uh, as another state? <laughs> have you
1: have you been watching my? uh Well, not mine. I think it's everyone's now. The, obviously, I've seen it with, with yours. Obviously, there's always uh, the battle of uh, mm. Australia, New Zealand, and even me now. Now it's like a. A social media joke between the Aussies and the and the the Kiwis. So every time I you know the UFC puts something up of me, they're like going, oh yeah, another uh, greater Kiwi fighter taken over and stuff like this. <laughs> <laughs> they even going, oh yeah, all the way from his, uh, I don't know, in his Tour roots of you know, <laughs> saying all this stuff like as a crack up. I actually go in there and I love it. And it's just every honestly every post there is now. It's just uh, Australia claiming the Kiwis, or the Kiwis. I think it's just a, a joke that they all do. Yeah, now. everyone just, does it. Your first bit. twenty comments are just something to do yeah. with that. But you still got some people that haven't caught on.
3: Who's Australian? What are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> no, we're, we're, like,
0: we're like brothers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean. Um, how, how? Um. What do you feel, Rob? Uh, do you, Do you still think people uh, that they that they do underrate uh, fighters from that like, Tasman region, like from New Zealand, Australia, and you know, Perth and whatnot. I mean, <laughs> Perth's part of Australia. <laughs> this is the one time you get a shout out, Perth. <laughs> um, yeah,
3: I'm very much in the same, but I think, I think they were. I think, I definitely think that there was a time when, and they still do to some extent, but they've seen the waves we can make. Like, they've, they've seen just about in every division there's an Aussie up there in the top 10. Like, we're we're there you know people people are i think the time for under like the the newer generation of mma fighters are catching on pretty quickly like um yeah there's i don't i I don't think that the the guys at the top are seeing like um underestimating us as much because they've seen the dominoes fall already so uh so yeah
0: uh I, I, me, me personally just looking at it, I, always, I, I still feel, maybe it's like my own child insecurities or whatever I'll go talk to my mum after this <laughs> but I, I, I still feel that there's like a, a prevailing attitude where um, you know like people see like well where do they train where do they, like so your, your training is based out of here and New Zealand you're not, you're not based out of um, like another country or anything like that like you're not know, based out of the US?
1: Well, I'm based out of uh, freestyle fighting gyps. so That's where I am all year round. And then during the camps, like I'll sometimes go, like I'm, uh, I'll am i go to city kickboxing with a couple of the boys over there. And Thailand, I've been doing that at Tiger Boy Thai for a little bit, but that's only for a couple of weeks. And then, you know, I'm back, I'm always based out here. Yeah,
0: so so your training is from here. Based, yes. Yeah, and your training is here as well. Like yeah. when we're saying here, we're talking Australia. Yeah, like, yeah. Like,
3: New South Wales yeah, yeah, specifically. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. So, um, yes, <laughs> uh, east coast of New South Wales. Uh, so, um, you're, you're not training overseas. You're not training like in, in a big gym in, in the US or anything like that. The mega gyms. Yeah, yeah. Know, I think that that is a massive misconception as well. Like, um, how, how do you find basing yourself out of, and this is for both years, how do you, pros and cons of being in a small gym in, in
1: yeah, it's funny you say that because a lot of people always like as, as you're coming up like oh you need to go to the states and train and i just like feel like oh no i don't like you know what i mean we we literally don't but uh you know which obviously you know um having that's that's why sometimes like me and joe like we'll, we'll go somewhere and get like obviously I, I like to train with as many bodies as i can so even when we're sparring we invite a couple of guys from from around the area because I, I just love training with different People, so bodies, different styles. You know, everyone's throwing something different at you, and then I, I love working that sort of stuff out when I'm sparring because it's just like in a fight, you need to work people out. So I, I believe I adapt really well in a fight, and I think it's because because of, of that's something that we've sort of always done. Like even like you know like today, come up and uh, did some grappling, or we we've been going around and, and sparring. Well, that's with. how we met at two people. Yeah, well, there you go. Absolutely. Yeah, but um, you know, definitely because you know you go to them, and then obviously Joe. Yeah, he spends obviously a fair bit of time with me so he can focus a bit on me and no one knows me better than than joe so that that's obviously so much of a a pro so we can really really specifically work every time i go in a fight we work on things that we know what i'm good at and you know we don't have to really take any any chances we know what's going to work because we we know he knows me more than i do sort of thing you get what i mean so and we've got a couple of uh, could, uh, up and count Colby's uh, absolutely
0: on a tear now so he's training pretty much full time with us Colby? Um Colby yeah I remember Colby as well I remember uh, yeah yeah you, from, yeah you from the wrestling comps so, like I was talking to you earlier when you were like 10 11, yeah, 12, yeah yeah 12, yeah I remember that and I remember you had a brother did you have a mullet at one stage ever? a mullet oh this is interesting oh, no <laughs> not a mullet a long long hair oh
1: no or well, probably you like yeah it was unkept yeah, maybe it wasn't, it wasn't a mullet, but
0: uh, he got it first. Uh,
1: Volker yeah, with a mullet. That, I'll, I'll no, but I it hope was, not. It was no. like, um, yeah, yeah,
0: like long, I remember having a top. bowl
1: cut when I was even younger, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, it, was like a, <laughs> but was yeah, it was pretty full, yeah, it was, now, a, no, no, it was like a
0: like, like more like a bad bowl cut,
1: yeah. Now I get paid out for having a haircut every uh, every week. He's always stirring me up about that. Right now, I'm about just a, a week and a half, so I'm due for one. But, um Good. yeah Good, <laughs> yeah i know what you mean it actually was a yeah. Mate, i had a massive head too so if i let my hair go like that with that massive head like when i used to be 97 kilograms as we'll talk <laughs> about mate, my head was like this so
0: so right now how heavy are you now walking around rob me yeah uh, 95 94. so you you were the same weight as rob yes
1: yeah. 97. I remember hitting the scale when I.
0: Uh, I reckon it was about 100, but he tries to. Take
1: as I say, it after a European wedding or something, eating all that burek and that, I reckon I would hit 100 kg for sure. Hold, oh, <laughs> I hold a lot of water.
0: And you played um, football at that weight? Yeah, yeah, there right, yeah, 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 that was a front row, yeah. What position did you play in football? Like
2: centre,
3: lock.
0: And, and so you, you and you were a front rower. I was a
2: front row five foot five front rower you can imagine the scrum how it looked exactly
0: yeah you got, you got the front rower got the hooker and then you got me down here and but man, you, you you were quite successful you played um in group seven you played re- representative football yeah you won the mick cronin medal Yep. do you want to explain to us what that yeah was? yeah well uh well, when i was the younger
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> when I was younger, you know, I was a Howard Mats for the Steelers and stuff like that. And oh, no, I just never took it serious, you know. Obviously, being young and wanting to play with the mates, I stopped training. I actually remember trying to go back like a month after not training at all and then just rocked up one day. And then the guy goes, ah, oh, it's not how it works, mate. And just told me to piss off. I was like, oh, fair enough. But, um, yeah, so I gave up on that really, but kept playing. Always made the rep sides, you know, Group 7 and stuff like that and Southern Division and, you know, your country sides. But, um, yeah, even in first grade, I was doing that. But you know, I got Mick Cronin medal. That was my last year of football. Got the Mick Cronin medal. You know, players player, you know, man of the match. I scored a try. In but the... is Mick
0: Cronin medal a, a league wide or is it for the man of the match in the? No, league? no, no.
1: Uh, uh, that's for our league. It's a for the group seven. Yeah, group the whole group seven. The the player of the comp. So yeah, so it's a yeah the best player in the whole comp sort of thing. So it's a
0: pretty big deal. Yeah, yeah, it seven. was.
1: Yeah, yeah, Mick Cronin. Yeah, so you know it's. Um, yeah it was yeah pretty big deal so i was stoked with that i think i got that the year before though and um the second year i missed out on that but i got the man of the match in the grand final we won uh, scored a try and i was like you know what i'm gonna end this on a good year and because i already had a couple of fights that year as well and uh i was like i'm gonna take mma serious and
0: then you know seven years later i'm uh rank number four and and at that level with rugby league you didn't
1: Nothing went on in your head to go. I could pursue this. Ah, uh, well, it's sort of a a tricky one. Like, realistically, nowadays, if you're not really at the top by your 20, because this was I was 22 years old, like when I started training MMA. So I was like around 22, 23 when I made that decision. So by then, if you're not really, you know what I mean. I was always like I said, I was really short, so the front rower was never going to work for me if I was ever going to make NRL or something like that. But um don't get me wrong i used to do really good a lot of people thought i was mad when i gave it up but i knew i was never going to make it right to the top and i'm a pretty competitive person so i was like i reckon i could give this mma a crack and i did and then yeah just sort of you know it just went obviously it rose real quick but then there was it's hard because uh, there was a time for a couple of years where i was pushing for the ufc and that just felt like it dragged on i I remember yeah yeah everyone was pushing trying to push for it you know and a lot of people are like you know what's this guy got to do so people go man it took your ages to get there not really if you look at my the whole career because I only started a few years before that but there was a time where I was like you know 10-5 win streak you know I had a lot of the national titles and and stuff like that and I was just like man well what do I got to do you know, I put pretty much everything on hold uh, just chasing the dream and uh, you know just was dragging on living with 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 the mum I made a promise to myself that I would be in the UFC before my first daughter was born, that didn't happen. This was all playing in my head, I was like, far out. You know, what do I got to do? So that really dragged on. What's
0: that pressure like?
1: That was a, a lot of pressure. And uh, there's one thing that Joe will, uh, will remember this as well. I don't ever miss training and I'm pretty, you know, switched on and and like I said, uh, what we were talking about before, if I've got problems, I can switch them off pretty good. Then there was this one time, so this is the one time where I could say that that wasn't the case. Um, I went to gy- I was at the gym, so he seen me rock up, and uh, this was at that time where I was like, "Man, what do I got to do?" You know, Emma, the wife was sort of like she's been real supportive the whole time, but she was like, "We can't just live here forever, you know. We, you know, you're gonna, you know, we're gonna have to move out again, go back to our place." So I was like, "I'm gonna have to start working again, so I can't do this full time." And then,
0: what, what were you doing for money?
1: Uh, I was, you know, just I'll do work here and there but I was uh, just focusing on the what's work uh, concrete so I was concrete and and then trying to you know trying to be a professional fighter so that was pretty tough you know I was relying on very little little money like from you know sponsors and stuff like that but um yeah like so it there obviously the pressure was really there and this one week was just it was it was enough I, I remember this is actually it's going to sound so little now but I was uh, there was a campaign that I wanted to push for one of the UFCs I can't remember if it was a Brisbane one or I can't remember which one it was for.
0: I think it was Brisbane because yeah. I, I remember like just seeing your name come up and even sharing shit. On. Oh, okay, yeah, well, there
1: you go. So I made that and there was a, a guy was making a little video for me and, and he was going to get a couple of big sites to put the push out and we're going to do a big push. And, and it was just dragging on and everything just kept going bad. I know this sounds so little. It was like, well, it was only, only a bit of content you were trying to push. But um, all that other pressure and that just built up. I remember pulling up and he, and it was dragging on these this whole week and and I was just like, you know what, I've had enough. I say I'm going. I just took off and went home. Never done that before. And even Joe ring, rings me up and he's like, going, Are you all right? You know, what's going on? Like, yeah, this was probably the lowest point in my career. And I'm like, oh yeah, no, I just I think I don't know what I even told you. I probably acted like oh, I don't you have lie. to come. Yeah, I would have lied to him. But, <laughs> but um then then it's just funny. So this is where. Now, as a catch to this story, so this is where I was like, the lowest point of my career, you know, no doubt, that was definitely the lowest point of my career. And then that weekend, I end up getting uh, my major sponsor, like sort of just come out of nowhere and just um, said, oh, you want to do this? And then boom, there's a bit of money, which just made me be like, "Well, pressure, a bit of pressure off. I'm like, well, that's going to help. You know, if I do move home, I've got, you know, a bit of of coin now to, to play with as well. And then the weekend after that, I got the UFC contract. So it was just went from the lowest point in my career to a week after, the highest point in my career. And that was, I know I, I wasn't positive through that couple of days, but I'll be still stuck to it. And just obviously you're gonna be battling emotions the whole way through, but I've always been really positive and stay positive. That's a, one thing you can take out of that.
0: But it's funny because those little things, like when your cup's full, it's full. Yeah. So then when, when you find out something doesn't go the way you. Yeah. So, so you, you also, Rob, you were you already had little Jack was on the way before you like you were already in the UFC, but you hadn't really started to make enough money. Well, I don't want to when, speak on your finances, but like when like, when Jack was born. Yeah, just before Jack was born, uh, I think that was Hester. Uh, yeah, I think. That yeah. Sorry, I, I'll give my perspective on it in a second. Um.
3: <clears throat> yeah, my um. Early I think I think a lot of a lot of athletes that, that jump into the UFC and they try to make MMA a career struggle with finances. Like um like me me in particular, like I, I I don't have a particularly rich family, like um my parents are split up and both both parents are in housing, so uh didn't didn't have exactly the silver spoon to work with. So uh fight trying to live fight to fight just to to get paid so that you can pay bills and stuff like that is um, is a, a tremendous amount of pressure like to, to deal with. And like at that point, you can't miss fights for injuries. You can't afford to be sick. You can't afford, literally can't afford to, to get hurt. And it's, uh, yeah, it, it, it is so hard. To, it's a to, lot of
2: pressure, especially when you've got a fight and then you've got that added pressure of your family, can't get hurt, you have to take that fight. Yeah, like the Shane Young fight is a perfect example for Alex, where he, if he was in a better financial situation, he wouldn't have had to fight, but he needed the money, he needed to fight. Uh, and guys don't realise just because you make it into the UFC, you're not a millionaire. Man, I, personally, I think it's embarrassing, some of the, the money it's that the UFC ridiculous. pays out. Ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous. You know? I, I think once you get to the UFC, they, they should pay you a salary and you shouldn't have to worry about work. You should just worry about your training and everything else. And then just about performing, you know. Uh, it would make the athletes a lot better uh, mentally and, and physically, you know, because they haven't have that thing, you know. When you're getting $10,000 to fight, that, that, that's just...
0: And what's crazy, you get 10 grand. And the people that don't know, they look and they go, ten grand for a fight. Oh, you know. And I think like, yeah, but you might do it for the thrill of victory, but you're not doing it. That's not your livelihood. Like, it's not. It's it's not what you're doing for a living. And when whatever sum of money you get, you take ten grand, split that in half because tax just took it because yep. you just took ten. Then from that, you got to pay your coaches, your managers, and everything. And and the thing with that is like. People go, oh, the managers are assholes the coaches. What the fuck they've got to live too. Yeah. So everyone's got to live. So from that ten grand, you might walk away with a really maybe two, three grand.
1: And let's remember you're not fighting the next week. You're fighting <laughs> you might be not fight you know, you might only fight two, three times if you don't get injured. Yeah. You get injured and that, you got that ten grand you, you got that got goodness. cut in spread all, that out. Yeah, that's got <laughs> the whole year. Good luck with that, you know what I mean? Like it's to me, We're like I said, it's trouble, embarrassing.
2: Yeah? It's, it's <laughs> embarrassing that an organisation that's making supposedly all this money can't look after its assets, which are its fighters. You know, um, I've spoken to a lot of, uh, you know, like trains like Eugene and I, um, you know, we discuss this in depth, how, how it's so wrong, you know. Um, guys like Alex should be on a million bucks, you know. Um, you know, guys like Kai Kara Francis and all these guys coming up, they should be 50, 100 grand in their pockets, you know. Otherwise, how, how can you live and, and yeah? Especially, I feel sorry more for these guys like Rob and Alex that have got families and wives, and that they're, they're lucky that they're, they they stick by them and um and, and and have been there for them, you know. Because yeah, if you're a single man, you might be able to get away with it, but with when you've got a family, there's so much extra pressure on you on, on that fighter's head, you know, because it's not. And himself, he's got to think about, he's got his kids and, he, and his partner to think and about.
0: On, on this, and you might be, I, I don't know, I'm not, but I'm curious, we'll start with Joe. On, uh, you know, we're talking about money, and we're talking about looking after the fighters and looking after the product, which is the fighters and whatnot, and then um, we, on that, on that topic, how do you feel about your guy fighting, or do you, you know, fighting guys that could, could be on steroids, because, yeah you're clean let's assume you are, I'm assuming you are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um you're you're clean you've got to fight a dude that's not and i'm not saying anyone isn't but i'm just let's let's you know
1: let's be real
0: yeah like the, most of them bloody are it's oh, getting ridiculous uh, it's, it's, it's bad and then so that's the like you're not getting paid a lot the dudes aren't losing much if at all like you might get like uh you know people got a two-year ban and you're like well i yeah. take that you well yeah
1: someone I mean? gets a little injury they're getting the same
0: 100 percent.
1: i'm bothered because i've been i've been a little vocal about it because it's just ridiculous some of these people yeah but getting a little slap on the wrist is like it's proper cheating you know what i mean and you've got some people this is how i look at it some people act like it's like you see people on the internet sometimes which i shouldn't be watching it anyway looking at that stuff but and you act like, oh, who cares? You're acting like it's not a big deal. It's like, wait a second. So something that I've always had is uh, sh- strength. That's a, a part of- you physically, physically strong. strong. I've always been very physically strong and fit. You know, and obviously explosiveness and stuff that you got to really work for that and, and skill and all that. Now I'm getting a lot, obviously I'm learning a lot more now, but that was always my main tools. And then you've got these guys that were probably a bit more faster than me. They're gonna have their skills. And then now they're just as strong, they're just as fit, they can train all year round because they're, they're taking stuff and people don't realize how much that would be you know, playing, playing a factor. That's why I actually, you know, I'm not usually, I don't like to usually rub people's name in the dirt like that, but Chad Mendes obviously was suspended. That's how I called him out. I go, you know, I know he's gonna be ranked, I don't think he deserves it. Um, you're coming off a suspension like that from you know, I, again I threw his name in a bit of dirt, same from cheating, but get a little slap in the wrist, come straight back into uh, top five after a win. I knew that was gonna happen. I go, I don't think that's fair, he should fight someone like me. So that's what I was uh, pretty vocal about that, and it got me the fight, so I might have to throw more people's name in the dirt just to get fights.
0: <laughs> well, but you know, you know what's crazy as well, like if you're, if you're on gear that extends your, your career so much like these guys that basically gives you an old head on a young body you mm. know. so you got guys that are fighting that are 40 years old and like again not anyone in particular but dude like fuck off you know what yeah I mean? that's not you're not clean you know yeah. what i mean and and there's people that like they'll argue it and you're like first of all though you a testing that's dog shit yeah. anyways but like Dude's failed your test. Yeah. You know what I mean? Not, not anyone, again, not anyone in particular, but in the past, this person has failed your test. How the fuck are we even debating whether yeah. the guy's clean or not? And then you, when because when we're talking about, that's what I was saying with you, Joe when you're talking about the money the fighters are earning, and then on top of the fact that you're getting paid peanuts, you're fighting dudes that are fucking gassed to the eyeballs, and it's, it's a fucking joke. It's yeah. not even like, oh, do you think they are? like, Like... How do you feel about that? Well, I feel lovely. Thanks for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, it's
3: it, it it, It's. It's so wrong,
2: but you know, how can you police it? To me, when, when the USADA first came out and Alex just got into the UFC at that stage and I thought this is the best thing because like Alex said, Alex has always been really, really strong, uh, but guys can, you know, level themselves out by taking a bit of gear and just be just as strong so it, it, it gave Alex um I mean he, he's naturally gifted strong so he could use his gift without a, a person um you know cheating to get that gift you know and I think the you know whether it's Bijusada or the UFC or whoever have to take uh, uh, you know not get this slap on the wrist make it that if you get caught cheating you you're going to lose it for you know maybe 4 or 5 years so there's your end of your career unless you're very young and stop wanting these guys to take the easy way because it's always it's always easy to go the easy way it's the it's harder to go the hard way you know do the training eating right you know not recovering as good you know um, there's a lot of uh, benefits to taking gear you know
0: and what percentage of people do you feel not necessarily guys that you fought, but what percentage of guys would you feel um, in the UFC would be on the gear? On some kind of gear? On some sort of performance enhancing drug, if you had to guess?
3: Not like a lot of them. <laughs> like, well, uh,
0: What's a lot of percentage?
3: What? Oh man. Um, I reckon at least 40, 40 50% maybe. It, it, S- some some of the pre workouts some of these guys are taking, uh, are that, like that they pop for? Yeah, well the ones that they, they do and the ones that don't haven't yet, like they they're like one ingredient away from like speed or stuff like that. Like they they are ridiculous, you know. But um, yeah, you know I, I don't I don't see it changing. I don't I don't. So s- so
0: when you have an opponent right and the opponent pops hot, are you you? Like, is it a thing where you're even surprised anymore? Like you might be like, "Oh, really? I didn't know he was." But you're not surprised that dudes were cheating.
3: Nah, not at all. And it's like, you know, to, to the to the point where I'm numb to it. Like, if if an opponent of mine pops hot, or like if I'm thinking I'm gonna have to fight a dude that I suspect is heavily juiced, like I don't I don't even care anymore. Yeah, <laughs> like, but you
0: don't care anymore. And I guess this is where I was going with it. While no. I was asking Joe, no, no. But the two of you kind of like. Have to be like, well, fuck it. I'm going to fight anyway. So you, you kind of have to have that yeah. mentality. But that's why I'm asking, you as a coach, mm-hmm. how do you feel? Because like, for me, I understand the mind that Rob has and the mind that Alex would have. Because you can't go, well, fuck. I'm going to. You're going to fight him. You're going to fight him. But then when you when you stopped fighting and you understand that you've you've uh, sustained this amount of damage at the hands of someone that was had uh, an unfair and illegal advantage over you. Um, then you look at guys like Mark Hunt and you're like, well, fuck yeah. Like, yeah 100%. Be pissed off, sue the shit out of people. Because when you're young and you're bulletproof and you've got to fight this guy, you're going to fight him. Plus you have to make that money yeah. to feed your family. It's not like there's a choice. But as a coach, sometimes you're looking at it going, this and, is fucked. And,
2: and it's sort of known that there's there's camps, I don't know so much here, but in America there's some of these major camps You know that a lot of fighters go there because... They, they can uh, take stuff and they've got the good masking agents and nothing's gonna show up, you know? That's why they are the big gyms, you know? And a lot of the fighters do go and train there. Not so much for the coaching, because like I always say, man, a, a jab is the same at your gym as, as it is at my gym and same as the arm bar is the same, you know? It's who you're training with, but a lot of these guys are going to these gyms because they get a little bit extra than um, just the, the instructionals, you know?
0: Dude, you can look up. You can just look it up, as it's, it's on records and like there's, you know, I'm not going to put people out there, but like it's fucking a, a whole bunch of people from the same gym under like the same management mm-hmm. and we can Google it. So it's not me that's yeah. Yeah. But, but like, and, and it's all for the same kind of stuff. It was like, oh, is it t- this tainted supplement, it's all the same supplement. And then I remember like going to the gym when I was a kid and it's never like some nerdy little like kid that gets the tainted supplements. And gets yoked. It's always, <laughs> it's always like these guys that are fighting <laughs> that get the, the tainted supplements. Like you know, it's never it was like the nerdy kid that sat next to me and fucking rolled.
1: I I was completely. I used to be completely oblivious to. I had like no idea because I remember even before I was doing MMA and back in the like when I was playing rug you know football and stuff like. And like people would throw out like, guys oh, juicing and I used to be like, are you and your conspiracy theories? And I was thinking. As if these guys, you know, I didn't think like, I had, like I said, I was completely oblivious to it. Where now, I'm like, full going fucking Nate Diaz on it and going, they're all on steroids, you know, it's that sort of, like I couldn't, can't believe it. Like I used to literally have no idea what it was like until you started seeing, like obviously I was painted, you, you look at it now, it's just, it's almost bloody, what, every few weeks someone's bloody getting popped.
0: And then the guys that are popping.
1: And hey? it's
3: not their fault too, it's like, let's just good, like, just put that out there it's yeah, never yeah, their fault never yeah fault. never exactly their fault. But,
1: but what someone told me how people actually believe some of the shit that they hear they go oh yeah no but it was yeah it was the foot cream and I was like that and i'm like the fuck are you taking foot cream yeah for? <laughs> oh
0: <laughs> <laughs> that powerful yeah like, no, but
1: it's just like what type of fucking oh foot on, cream man. is that like,
3: what's wrong with your foot yeah. like if or you like, need that level of shit to fix it
1: like there's still like <laughs> even with the whole john jones thing and all that you know what i mean you still see so many people going, oh, yeah, yeah, but it's because uh, of this. And they're just throwing these facts at... Um, they're not facts. That, well, that John Jones fucking threw out there. Yeah. So you know what I mean? So they're saying, they're just repeating exactly what they said. I was like, come on, man. Like, you know, have a bit of common sense in there. Like, it's just, you know, it's it's hard, it's hard to talk about because it gets you frustrated. But at the well, same there was time... A thing I
0: read about it, one of the fighters, um, again, won't say his name, but he accidentally took EPO and i was i was thinking how do you fucking accidentally take epo like do you go to get fucking i don't know chocolate milk out of the fridge and then you, you just drink epo or inject it you yeah. just <laughs> inject EPO? how the fuck do you accidentally take it
1: what was it, as if, yeah like there's a few of them out there isn't there? Well, th- it well was it the pill always... the um viagra pills and yeah. stuff oh like yeah that they go <laughs>
0: well, when
2: you think that guys are cheating on uh like on the local scene they're taking gear what's going to happen when they get to this international level, you know, and, and, and it's it's how good they mask it, you know, more than anything, you know. If they, if they can't find the paper trail, it's, it's really hidden, you know.
1: Like, uh, again, I don't like throwing people the name you know so with the chad mendez thing so I'll obviously will do it anyway yeah so obviously i've already you know i've already done that and that after the fight yeah i've done that to get the fight but at the same time uh you know so i obviously said some of them things and then people would be like oh no yeah but it was, that's where the foot cream come from so it was a foot cream supposedly and um he didn't fight it he um, because he, he said that he had a business to worry about. I'm not that worried about. I don't need a, like. He didn't want to fight. Was
0: well, it. only two years anyway. Yeah, though. yeah,
1: yeah. Well, exactly right. They bloody can do that. Oh, yeah, I'll make my money here, and then who cares? I can fight in a couple of years. Now you get a decent injury. That's the same case anyway. You know, you have but, the year off, and then you. They don't, you, by they don't
3: the time, get tested when they're off, either. So it's like, you could just gear off your head and train, imagine the super so they camp, won't do it so you're the, off the yeah no imagine the super camp you could have if you're juicing <laughs> off your brain every day <laughs> eating whatever you want because there's no fights coming up for like two years <laughs> like, it's mate, it's just funny John like James some of that? us
1: i'm like completely opposite like i honestly don't like you know, i won't even have protein powder because i'm worried like i don't yeah, know you, you to, know what i mean like i'm actually getting into um stuff now that, like in a uh in a company like a nutrition company and they're doing everything you usada approved so at least i know what i'm going to be mm. going to be sort of taken and that but i literally don't you know you get them little protein balls and that at shops and that Dude, i don't touch the, them i'm that scared you, like, you know I, i'm
3: getting so paranoid it's the fact that if i walk into a restaurant and the cook looks at me and goes rob champ how you doing no? man <laughs> I, I go I'm thinking like, and then my meal comes up, I'm like, mmm. <laughs> <laughs> he he like, yeah, I'm, I mean, just like a little bit of squirt, squirt. I'm like, mmm. It's marinade, don't worry. It's and the, the, the problem is, another thing is like, I would like to take supplements because the paranoia is kind of keeping me away from them. I would like exactly to take right, supplements, yeah. like, like the the because I I I, I'm, I have a very strong uh, supplement sponsor at the moment. And they've all been USADA approved. And I have to take it so carefully because, like, I don't know how these tainted supplements happen. Yeah. Like, why is, why is my tub different to your tub? Like, how does, how does that even work? I know. And because I, it's not really <laughs> tainted
1: supplements for other people. That's probably why. Yeah, <laughs> I think... I think yeah, Bisping was it, saying
0: in, on, his, on his podcast, uh, Bispin was saying that he goes, he never gave a fuck. Like, he would never really watched what he ate and he, like, wasn't really thinking. And when he had to take supplements, he'd just grab it, scoop it in, and drink whatever, and he, he'd kind of read the label and didn't give a fuck. And he goes, and never once <laughs> did he fucking. That, that's it. what I mean.
3: It's like, like tainted supplements. I don't think really is a thing. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think it not, exists. But not, I mean, we don't want to take that
0: risk, so no, 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 we, but we you, just you, don't touch you, it you, at you, all. You, you know what the thing is? Like it does exist because, like, of, of the way that things are. Uh, things. There's been studies done that 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 it is true. But if you were to take, like, the small percentage of athletes in the world, there's probably 400 athletes or 500 athletes in the UFC, signed to the UFC, right? 500 athletes in the world. There's probably, I don't know how many, out of those people, so many people are finding the tainted supplements. Yeah, like, how, what are the not, odds? Not, not, not in other sports yeah. as much, you know what I mean? Like, it's
3: like, I'd understand if, like, the supplement company come up to you and goes, here you go, buddy. <laughs> this one's for you. It's yeah. so, like but yeah, so I like I'm very I just try to stay away from like surely you got to be questioning yourself if if you take a supplement and it makes you feel like a god. Like like if you're taking yeah. stuff before training and then you get the training and you're ready to run ten K's in yeah. like <laughs> fifteen minutes. Yeah. You're like you you've got to question yourself exactly to like, right. this stuff's pretty good so like I just I just take like your proteins and think, things that don't make me feel that don't mask what I feel because that's not normal and if you were really hard
1: done by getting done by these uh, say John Joes really was getting done by tainted supplements you really think you're going to fucking touch a, ta- a supplement ever again
0: yeah that's what you I mean really, you're going to take it another three times if you took a tainted supplement right and and it, and it you got it stripped of your belts like again not anyone in particular but it, I would sue the fuck out of that company. Yeah, like you you could. And I would, mate, I would not, I would, I would be so traumatized, I would not be able to walk past a jar. (laughs) Hey, I'll 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 turn vegan because I'd be too scared to see what's in in meat or something. You you could (laughs) sue (laughs) the
3: the protein, the, the, the supplement company, sue their pants off. If you're a high profile athlete like John Jones, who, who like like in the case you could you could see like I've, I've i've missed x amount of money because of your supplement that was usada that you have cleared with the usada approved ticking it's like it's a payday you're not going to have to fight again mm. like you're taking that company over at that point you know what i mean but and another thing like People aren't getting popped from a tainted protein. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like no one goes, "Oh, my WPI is tainted." Yeah. It's always, it's always some rocket fuel shit they're yeah. taking in a scoop that makes them feel like they can run a marathon, like tomorrow, today, now, twice a day. Like, it's never, "Oh, my lean WPI fresh." Kind of like, but yeah. I mean, some of them actually end up getting. Saying
1: and stuff like saying, oh yeah, it was this? No, but I want like, to know if they sit there and like, all right, this is what you're taking, and they got backup. So if you were to get done, these is in this. Are, you no, know, they, they, whether they, they got backup plans for that? No, no, they,
0: they would definitely. Have, you would definitely have. Like there are supplements that are tainted. Yeah, in, yeah, they yeah, are in each batch. In particular, when when they make, say, for example, I don't know, this batch here. This is the first batch that's coming through. Um, that batch uh, like there's been studies done that those batches do have like illegal substances that, that uh, will give you the results yep. that ends up you end up buying a second batch and other people buy it um, so if you know that that supplements gonna be tainted is you know you know people that are involved in the making of that yeah you can get your hands on the particular batch that has been tainted and you put that away in your fridge or in your wardrobe oh, I you. yeah and then you go oh whoops yeah this has whatever in it and then you go, <laughs> yeah. <And laughs> see, then you go hey, yeah yeah here it is man here no, here it is. oh
3: this one this shit. How, how come i don't see any stories of the dudes that are getting popped for tainted supplements like any court cases after that like how come i never hear so and so just just, just made forever. bank from this tainted supplement because it ruined his career yeah because
0: they're not you know like that that's the thing like the the fact that it's a tainted supplement would mean that that you it has stuff in it that that, that shouldn't have it you know they have breached man how do you put i don't know whatever in something like you go know, i bought uh you know a tin of milo and would you believe it had a a, a I don't know. G, I think. G- <laughs> H something. You know, it had you know. G H. for like this <laughs> mi-
3: <laughs> I've been giving this Milo to my son for a few days, yeah. and he's twice the size.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, you, you had an interesting story about how um, Alex started MMA. Yeah, well, he came down, you know, pre-season
2: to get fit for football, and um, yeah, we had a bit of a seminar with a few other gyms, and we were doing a sparring session afterwards, and Alex came down and Alex was his 100 kilos or 97 as he to say time, mate. <laughs> and um, I had another heavyweight guy there and there was another heavyweight guy he was a local up-and-coming guy he'd had like you know four or five fights and five, we- four or five wins and you know and I was going to put him against my heavyweight and uh, as I'm putting getting the guy strapped up I noticed the other trainer has thrown Alex in with this guy that's had the four or five fights and um, I tried to get to the cage to stop it, but they'd already started and next minute, in the first minute, Alex has submitted this guy, you know, and this is probably with about three months of training and then he submitted him again and again and I thought, this guy's got a little bit of uh, potential. So I asked him, would you be interested in having a fight or something? He goes, oh, I've always wanted to have a fight and that was the start of the, the career. And, and, and the other backstory to that is, I remember Alex going to me, I need 60 tickets to his first fight. And just, I said,
0: for, just for uh, close friends, family. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And
2: I said, oh, look, Alex, because you know, Alex was a really nice, quiet guy and I was very respectful and I said to him, look, Alex, You know, everyone says they're going to come to your fights, but you know, <laughs> you'll probably get 10, 20 of your friends. It's you know, trying to be realistic to him. He goes, no, 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 my, my, my football coach is coming in tomorrow with the money for 60 tickets. So I ring the promoter up and say, I need 60 tickets. And he goes, yes. Yeah. so he sends me 60 tickets, he gave me the money. The next day he comes back, I need another 40 tickets. So he sends me down another 40 tickets, they pay. So he had 100 plus people come up to his first fight as an amateur, and this promoter's going to him, who is this guy? I
0: want this guy on every one of my shows. He oh, had a fight at, um, is it Anita's Theatre somewhere in Theroux? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I was at that fight. What
1: well, fight? Who would you? What, Which, um, I've had a couple there. That's um. That would have been on Joe's. Joe's. That's Yeah, Wars, show yeah. yeah, yeah. I went
0: there.
1: I had a couple. Couple there. Which uh, one? When was that? Uh,
0: about that four, four years ago.
1: Oh, four years ago. Yeah, that might have been the.
0: Five years ago, because because your first fight as a as a pro was um, uh, at middleweight, was it?
1: yeah M- was that welter was it welter actually yeah welterweight
0: so you were fighting welterweight when when rob was fighting welterweight oh yeah so and you never came across each other no 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 you, you were... could have because you have uh, you is your only loss to cory nelson yeah so you both have shout out to cory nelson good fighter um you both have cory nelson as a common opponent Mm. so you were in the circuit at the same time as welterweights. yeah right? yeah you, was, you
1: fought group.
3: in cfc didn't you
1: uh no 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 afc so that, that was my third or fourth fight so that was only a couple of years into my Second obviously fight. it was a fight i should never have took that early well, that, 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 and
0: corey's a big guy yeah, yeah. That was, that was it, a was a, it was around robin
2: okay and we had to, to fight this brazilian guy in the first round and the brazilian guy pulled out like a week before and they threw corey nelson in and I, I think, you know, like, Alex didn't even have to cut weight, you know. I, I, I think you were walking around at, you know,
0: 77 K, kg at that stage. Mm. So, so, did you know of each other at that time? Yeah. Well, I yeah, yeah. What?
1: It was back that were well, you were you already in there. Oh, no, because actually, yeah, I remember.
2: Well, I, I remember. What really you know, was yeah. What, what was that?
1: Out. The year, well, he wasn't, he was already, you were in the first Ultimate Fighter, weren't you? Yeah. The, the yeah, yeah, Australia. so yeah, no, yeah, um, back then, you would have been like, you already done the Ultimate Fighter and all that sort of stuff. It was a little bit after. And, um... Uh, well,
3: we, when... We- the we've had a few of the PMA boys fight on that on yeah. those cards and mm. been down for a while. No, get... so
1: we're just we're talking to one of the boys just about it, about one of the the Wollongong one. Yeah, he fought on that one, didn't he? Dave, 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 Dave Francis, on that one, yeah. it was his
0: first fight.
1: Yeah,
0: I want to if, ask you about, about something. Yeah. The Malaysian invasion.
1: All right. Yeah. Tell us about it. That's a. I'm thinking of the right thing, isn't it? That that was that thing I'd done at Tiger Muay Thai, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, tap. Yeah, no, yeah, 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 that's it. Yeah, I. I've, that was a that was a while ago now. Yeah. That was just yeah like a, I don't know it's, MMA's are pretty big over there, I think. So they got right into it. And then we done, because I had just done the tryouts, Tiger Muay Thai tryouts, and then. Do you me want to tell and, us about that as
0: well? Like, uh, both yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: t- Yeah, okay. Yeah, well, well, yeah. That was just like a little thing that would be done for. I think it was just for a little bit of footage and Stuff like that it was cool though. Yeah, I still talk to a lot of the guys from that, but the tryouts was where, um, that's where I, you know, pretty much we made the decision all right, well, let's let's sort of do this full time. So I was uh, obviously concreting and and doing that, and then I was like, oh, I'll go to Thailand, Thailand, do this tryouts and see if I get this scholarship. So I went there, and like, I wasn't used to the full time training, like, you know, what I mean, training three four times a day, and uh, obviously, they they wanted to. See what you got, so they absolutely busted our ass, mate. It was crazy. If you go watch the Tiger Muay Thai tryouts 2014, if you look at the Muay Thai session, I don't know if you've seen it. I've seen it. Yeah, and mate, they. Well, I actually got lucky. I had a Roger Huerta at the time that he sort of felt sorry for us because there was guys getting dropped everywhere. Like some of these uh, Thai trainers were literally busting ribs. Um, I remember guys got stitches. It was full on. You well, you said you watched it, you seeing guys get kneed through mirrors and like over cages like this, and knees like that, dropping to the floor. And I remember like I was sort of hitting pads and I'll just hear like commotion, hear people hitting the floor. I'm looking, guys are laying on the floor. I'm like, what's going on here? And people just getting getting worked. So I don't know they had something to prove that day, but uh, you know, I know it was just yeah, they're not usually like that. I think there was just like, all right, let's see how tough these guys are, we'll choose some Choose some fighters out of that, but you know it was a crazy experience. It really was. Again, it was a real eye opener for me. That really made me realise. All right, full time. Obviously, conquering and training in the afternoon was always hard, but uh, yeah, that was just crazy. That there was like three days, three days of it, and um, I remember. Yes, yeah, so it was a few sessions, three or four sessions a day, and uh, that was for two days. And the the last day, we had to get up really early and do the Big Buddha run. They call it, and it's just kilometres up a huge huge hill massive hill and then we didn't even get breakfast before that and then we had to go straight to a jujitsu comp and like didn't even get to eat or nothing we had to weigh in and all that sort of stuff and I had to go straight there straight into this like you know it's Thailand hot as like you know and uh, yeah and then done that And I probably had because we had a pretty stacked division me and him but we both got scholarships he actually beat me so I wasn't going to say that but <laughs> yeah no, he, got, he got me but it was uh, it was good again it was a real, real eye opener for me but um, yeah, it was unreal. Great, yeah, crazy sorry, sorry experience.
0: Just, sorry, just cut it out for. I got sick of my voice, eh?
1: Hey? Oh, so, so what, what, what. Is it coming back
0: on? No. It's right. done. The video's not working.
1: We're still live.
0: We're still live. Can we get the video up? I don't know. Apologies, people thing. were just looking for the video, but. We're still live. Yeah, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah,
1: no, so, so you were saying about the... Yeah, just, yeah, it was a crazy experience. Like, you know, just, uh, again, you know, at the time it was people from all around the world, you know, all on the same, you know, everyone was on the same sort of goals, you know, everyone wanted to get this these uh, scholarships and stuff like that. And uh, it was just it was crazy. So I didn't didn't know if I was going to get it, but I ended up getting one of the scholarships. And that's where I sort of, yeah, decided to... to go full-time so obviously i will still based out of freestyle fighting gym that's another thing that uh i haven't told you i've got to mention joe lopez's name four times it's in in our contract we got so if i don't mention his name four times I get in trouble joe lopez joe lopez joe lopez joe lopez there we go that's done okay. he knew i was going to throw that out there so what's the
0: what's the uh what's that like training in those transient gyms like that for both of you because you both have what's this uh you know like, like transient time, yeah. gyms where people
1: are coming through all the time please. yeah well that's again I was telling you before what I love about training like I love just the training with all different styles obviously you're going to get a lot of guys out there got something to prove and you know you've got to be careful sometimes as well so now we're at a stage where we, we sort of you know pick and choose our, our training partners a bit, a bit better but at the same time yeah you've got so many guys that you you learn a lot from just rolling with someone different because they're going to do the littlest things different. You have got to adapt and just things like that. So I, I absolutely love that side of things, but at the same time, you got to be careful who you go with. So I've, I've been injured a couple of times as well. So,
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, what do you, what's it like for you?
3: Yeah, it's hard. It's like same same as what uh, what Alex said just said. Like it is good because you get different looks and um, you see the different levels. So it's it's great to it's great to experience that, but. Yeah, it's hard to trust people. Mm. It's hard to trust people, um, especially the 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 more popular you get or the higher mm-hmm. up you you make it. There just seems to be two extra people that want to come down and, and try to hurt you and mm-hmm. try to break you and try to prove something on you. Yeah. And um, it's hard. It's hard to to get that. Like especially in especially in in our scene, it's like training with guys our weight. We may be fighting on one like another day, like and that or they may train with other people that you don't want them to have looks mm-hmm. at like it, it's hard because you've got to kind of keep your skill set to yourself yeah so that it's a su- surprise for your opponent in a way so um yeah i guess that's a side of it that i don't really like exactly so, right. like, it's kind of
1: a hundred percent there's definitely pros and cons to it all and that's and how i used to look at it when now when now i I've, I've a little bit more obviously i still go there and train but again i'll do most of it like say with. Frank Hickman or George Hickman. So I'll have like the few of the guys that I know I'll get a good work, work out of and you know, specific I things safe. I need to work on. And you know, and Joe makes sure, make sure, make sure. After me over there, so.
0: Um, you, know, you know, one of the things, I, I've only trained once in Thailand, but you know, like one of the things that, training train in transient gyms is fucking the hygiene all oh, right yeah not not i didn't train a tiger i'm not calling a gym out or anything but i've trained at a particular gym in thailand and i've trained in other gyms all over the world and uh you know like you have people come through and it's dirty the place yeah. is dirty not all places sometimes yeah. the gym's clean but people that are coming through are dirty. exactly right and man joe were talking about that earlier then you have guys that come over they come to our gym they've been training somewhere else and they picked up some shit on their skin or whatever, that is probably the, my number one thing, more so than the, the dude. Like, when you're rolling with somewhere I can probably handle that, but it's like hygiene and people don't care. Mm. Did you find that a lot?
1: Yeah, you do get it, especially when you're over there. So you've got a lot of people that are there for a couple of weeks, so they want to get the most out of their, their training camp as they can, so they've got big staff and sometimes they don't even bloody hide it. You're sitting there looking at this big staff and I'm like... At least hide the bloody thing, you know yeah, what I mean? Like now I'm going to be worried it, about it the whole bloody time. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, that, I know, I guess you see that in, in, in all, all, all gy- gyms uh, sometimes as well. But, yeah, you're definitely going to get, get that as well. But and at the, the same time, coming. when I go there, you know, if I go to any gym, obviously you need to make sure, you know, your hygiene, you know, look after yourself and make sure you have a quick shower or something like that straight after it. But,
0: yeah. What, what's, um, what's now... What's next
1: for you? Well, There's only a few people in front now at the moment. So yeah, well, I guess we're just waiting. So we haven't really heard nothing back just yet. But, um, you know, like, again, you've got guys like, you know, uh, Aldo and Moikana who's going to be fighting, but they won't be fighting. I mean, they're, they're fighting, when are they fighting? I think February or March or something. So they can't fight till the middle of the year. I don't really want to wait that long. Again, you know, we, you know, I've got a family. I want to fight as regularly as I can. Get you know, make as much money as I can. And um, then you have got Ortega, who, who's a, you know, he's bloody injured. I think he had a hand surgery or something. Really, that's all that, that could fight in the next few months would be Frankie Edgar, really, which is another you know big name. And you know, I'd love that, and that definitely would move me forward, and open a lot of more a lot more eyes. But you know, and obviously Max Holloway. But you know, whoever I've got to you know fight for someone first. So be it. But you know, I want to fight soon. I don't want to take any backward steps either, you know, for, you know, fight someone. Oh, yeah, you can fight, but it has to be this guy. But, I mean, then I've got to fight someone in front and then fight for the title anyway, you know. I want that title. Fuck, you should go for yeah. it, man, for sure.
0: Um, how do you feel about fighting Max?
1: Yeah, yeah, well, you know, I'm a big fan of Max. I love watching him fight, you know, he's a gamer. But uh, at the same time, you know, what I'm seeing him do to other people, you know, I don't think, that's the case for me, you know what I mean. A lot of people like look at that, and be like, oh, you know what I mean. But you know, he loves coming forward. You know, obviously, I can't leave too much away. Give too much away, but at the same time, we all know that he loves. He's a pressure fighter. Even though he's tall and that, he, he's not really the type that really uses his range. He comes forward. He comes forward hard. So that's you know, he does a lot of the work for me. So if you're going to put yourself in that position, you've got my big punches to worry about, and then you've got my wrestling, and then my my pressure there to worry about as well. So. I think that, you know, and I'm really fit as well. So, and I believe, you know, my last fight sort of showed that I've got a decent chin as well. So that, that, that was good. But uh, I just think I'm a bad matchup for him. I think he just needs to prove himself against a wrestler. And then, he, you know, obviously he's done so much. Aldo's, you know, one of the greatest of all time. And, you know, Max is like right up there, you know. But I think he needs to take out a, you know, a, a wrestler type fighter. You know, that's why it could have been me, Chad Mendes or Frankie Edgar. But, um, you know, whether, yeah, Frankie, whether, you know, his chin would be as good or or stuff like that. You know, I just think I've got, I've got got a few tools that that gives uh, Max Holloway uh, some dramas. But at the same time, I respect him as a fighter, but I'd I'd love that fight.
3: How easy it is for you to make the weight?
1: Yeah, I make weight pretty easy. So I'm a, it's weird, so I hold a lot of water, so I fluctuate a lot. So uh, you look at me, I actually, am la- on the last card, I end up, uh, you got the percentages, you yeah. know it. Up.
2: Yeah, I think um, yeah, they, they us in us the, once we got to the stadium and Alex had put on 14%. So they go the by next percentages. next guy was 9.9. Uh, oh, Nine. Nine. Yeah, yeah, I was going to
0: say, like, 10% would be big. Yeah,
1: yeah. so I put on 14%. So what? I, like, yeah, so... Overnight? Overnight, yeah. So I, I end up so i end up like even the week out i'll be about so i'll be about 72 and uh i'll stay there 72 yeah i'll stay around 72 even four days out what's the
3: kilos uh limit 67 66 66 yeah
1: so i'll be about six kg out and then during the week and then you know i start water loading it slowly comes down then i obviously cut the carbs and the, the sodiums and i do it that way and then my weight just drops each day like i'm still water loading. i'm you know fully hydrating that but the I just start depleting and I'll, I'll lose like a kilo a day and then uh, come, I'll, I'll probably only do one or two kilos in the in the sauna uh, the day of the weigh-in. So I would say, I guess, you know, obviously some people don't do that, but I mean, I know some people that they'll do what I do and they still need to do four or five kilos that day. But um,
2: Well, that, that's the part that blows me out. There's guys trying to uh, water cut the night before or two days before they're in their sweatsuits trying to cut which if you understand anything about weight cutting it's the worst thing you can do for your body is is to, to try to and cut yourself. the water early yeah exactly you know and, and that's what people are getting Well that's the thing
1: you can do it you can sort of do it like while you're hydrating like you know like i said like it's just as simple as cutting starting to cut some of the carbs and the sodiums and that and then because i'm water loading so i'm drinking i'm hydrating i'm pissing clear all day but um but yeah, I'm just starting to get rid of all them them toxin, you know, and all that, and then all of a sudden, my weight just goes boom, 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 boom. But then, I yeah, like I said, man, I look at a piece of bread and I'll put on a couple of kilos. So once after the weigh I'll, I'll have my, have my, like, you know, we have our faux faux soup. That's my that's my thing. Like two three hours after the weigh so get the fluids in, then I have that. But after I have my my rehydration, and I'm back up to seventy four, you know. So that's a I used to get up to like seventy six even.
2: Well, you got to seventy six this time.
1: No, nah, no, not yeah, this time. Close, yeah. I would have been close with clothes on, I remember, yeah, yeah chucking clothes on that.
2: You were pretty close to 76. But I
1: think I was a 74-something when, when I the, just before the fight when they, they weighed me in, which is pretty big, yeah, especially for my, wi- my weight. But that's what I mean, I fluctuate. When you're asking me about my, my weight, like, oh, how much do you weigh now? I'm, when I say 74, that's what I'll be at the end of the week. So at the start of the week, like I say, I fluctuate. If I eat, you know, I had a big seafood platter on the weekend, got my barbecue going. And, uh, sorry, I probably shouldn't be talking about that sort of stuff around you, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I, I started smashing the food, and I fluctuate a lot, so I hold a lot of water, and then come the end of the week, i like, you know, I'll be up a 78, I'll touch, you know, on the Monday morning, and then, you know, by by Wednesday or Tuesday, Wednesday, I'm back down to, like, 74. So I fluctuate crazy.
2: But that, that last water cut was probably one of the, the easiest one that we've done. I still right? had
1: to do two kilos, but it just come off so easy.
2: Yeah, we did it in under... He actually lost more than... We started hydrating straight away because he he'd lost more than what he was supposed to within under an hour. You know of uh, yeah. Well, be, we, we did hot bath for about fifteen minutes and just laid under some towels. And it was a pound under or, yeah. or
1: more? I think, or
0: maybe two pounds. No. How do you see the fight for him with Max? I I,
2: I think Alex will probably be too strong. Like like, like Alex said, Alex um, Max is a gamer and he's got um, yeah he knows his distance and he can move out but he's, he's not a power puncher he's more of a you know i mean if he hits you enough times it's going to yeah, do some damage him, but but i think if he wants to sit there in, in the pocket with alex alex can throw bombs which you know let's see how he can take them and then he, he's got the takedown you know and uh, alex pressing him against the cage tiring him out you know will he be able to throw those Punches at that speed, you know, he'll do good in the first couple of rounds, I'd say. But uh, as the fight goes on, I, I'd say uh, Alex will, uh, will will take a little bit out of his gas tank, you know, because he has got a big gas tank, you know.
1: Yeah, he's he's fit, so I know he's very fit, and he probably will go, you know. He wrestling, we haven't seen him wrestling, you know, get you know sort of thing. But I'm sure he does, you know, so much rounds in the gym anyway. So I'm not expected to gas him out, but at the same time, I'm, you know, if he was to Come at me like he does, again, like I just think, uh, you know, a lot of the openings, like oh, I fight, you know, I see what's in front of me, type of thing. And if you're going to come at me like that, you're going to leave a lot of opportunities for me to shoot, a lot of opportunities to for me to throw some of my bombs, you know, and just things like that. So I just think that, don't get me wrong, you know, it's, he's, a, he's a champ. So at the same time, you got to respect that. But, you know, for people to be like, just because, you know, styles make fights, we all know that. And I just think that, um, yeah, I, I think that I've got, I can create a lot of problems for
3: him.
0: How do you see the fight going?
3: Yeah, it's, it's, a, it'd be, it's a hard fight. Like you said, Max is the champ. Um, he's good at that volume punching, but if you, can, if you can get him worried about heavy hands, you know, or get him worried about shots, which starts to stop him from coming forward as much, then you start pressing forward, like, you have the ability. He gets hit. Yeah. He gets hit, and you've got heavy hands. Yeah. So.
1: Well, that's what I mean. Like, he's such a gamer, though. So, he's a. With Ortega, tough, let's be realistic. With Ortega, he didn't have to take nowhere near that much damage, but he he had something to prove. He's just like, let's go. You know what I mean? Like, he'll, he'll just keep going. You throw bombs, he'll sit there, smile, and just keep throwing. And I respect him for that. That's unreal. But at the same time, you know, I think I'm going to throw a lot heavier punches than uh, Ortega. And uh, yeah, I won't be on the back foot throwing them. Like yeah, I'm going to be yeah, coming in heavy. But then, once you know, once you you throw a couple of shots in there, you know, once you, you know, I see it all the time. Like when you're sparring people, once they, they you know, obviously they start worrying about takedowns and stuff like, that, they get a lot more hesitant, and that's when a lot more things start to, to land. And then they, then they're constantly battling in their head, and that does wear them down. But at the same time, we have to wait and see. But again, he's a, you know, I've got a lot of respect for him. I'm not going to say I'm just going to walk through him, but you know. I wouldn't you know if I go out there and if I was to make it look easy I wouldn't be surprised that doesn't discredit what he can do it's just again Styles make fights yeah. and if you're going to put yourself in a position that I'm so used to him so so good there and that's your game it could just play out that way and then all of a sudden I you know I'm grabbing him yeah you know, I could you know, I could rag down with it we don't know we have got to see I reckon I can so give me that chance
0: hundred percent I hope you do get that chance um, how do you, well we've both got, now we've got this fight coming up, how do you see the fight going? You've got, you, one of your teammates from uh, City Kickboxing, Israel is gonna be co-headlining a fight with Anderson Silva, how do you see that fight going?
1: Yeah, uh, did you wanna go first?
0: Who, me? Yeah, yeah. i
1: just cut you off, sorry mate. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, you're all right, I'm
2: used to. Well, he, I mean, Izzy's he, a very um, unorthodox, striker you know he, he throws things from weird angles and, and and he pulls it off he makes you look left and then he comes at your right you know he, uh, he, he's probably a, a new improved version of uh, Anderson Silva so it's it's going to be good but I, I think uh, Izzy's got uh, youth on his side you know no disrespect to Anderson Silva because he's been you know one of the greats you know for a long long time but I think he's used by dates just about there and He's probably doing it more to line his pockets than to, you know, form any legacy that he's already done, you know, because, you know, he 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 was such a champ for such a long time, and it's time now for the new guys Izzy and Rob and that to 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 hold the
0: the reins up, you know. How do you see that fight
1: going? Yeah, yeah, pretty pretty similar to what he said. I just think, uh, yeah, again, I I love the innocent Silver, you know, what he's done, he's done some great things, but. Yeah, the games are evolving a lot as well. And obviously, you know, the youth's on his side. I just think, uh, yeah, it's just the wrong time to be, you know, for Anderson to be fighting really any of the the, the, the top boys, you know what I mean? So, but you know, again, you know, I'll be watching.
0: How do you see it?
3: Yeah, the the exact same. I think Israel's just younger for one, which is significant and um, a better version of 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 Anderson Silver, to be honest. Um, I think a big big point is that Anderson I think has reached the end of his career. Mm-hmm. Like probably even a few years back. Yeah. So, um yeah, I guess I guess the biggest thing like we kinda know what Israel's gonna bring. It's like which Anderson Silver's gonna come. Mm. Like which Anderson Silver is gonna show up on the night.
0: I don't I I'm a huge Anderson Silver fan, but I think Israel would have been tough matchup for him at any stage yep. do you get what I mean like, yeah. Yeah. I think um, that Anderson has never really fought like that matchup before that isn't to say that he couldn't have won because mm. fuck it was Anderson um, but I think that even, even like um, I, I'm just trying to think I don't want to be disrespectful to but I don't think that any of the opponents that he fought leading up had the level of striking mm. Of Israel, I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't
1: think that. Yeah, know, so I, I, I actually totally agree, agree, with you. But you sort of say that out of respect to to Anderson, sort of like me. But I mean, I think even in uh, Enison's prime, you know, is he still a very hard matchup for him?
0: I, I think there's a few stylistically. Yeah, I think there's a few guys. I think, um, in, I think Jacare would have been a hard matchup. Fuck would be a hard matchup for anyone, yeah, but I think Jacare would have been a very hard matchup for Anderson, you know, Anderson's prime. I think Rob would have been a very hard matchup yeah. as well. I don't think, again, that level of striking was, that, like, again, Israel or Rob or Anderson, anyone could have won in Anderson's prime. But that level of striking that Anderson had, he was the other guys didn't have it. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like they did, they they had different skill sets. You know, and I, I think it's evolved so much
1: since that uh, yeah, uh, game, yeah, you know.
0: What I, I, mean? I, I think that that would be a hard matchup period. Um uh, yeah, and that's it. And then you got your fight room. How do you feel? What do you see?
3: Yeah, I feel great. Um you know, Kelvin's gonna be a tough, tough fight. He's a he's a tough rugged dude. He's young, he's four big names, he's been there before, he uh he hits hard, he's well rounded and um I think I think probably the biggest factor is he's young and hungry. Like that like he's he's just gonna he's gonna come in there and he's not gonna want to go away, you know. Uh, yeah, you know, if, if if you put that sort of combination with anyone, it's a dangerous fight. So um, I'm looking I'm looking for a hard fight. It's gonna be a hard hard fight. It's gonna be hard fought and hard one. But um, you know, I think I think my skill set is just gonna be too much for him. I think I'm gonna hit him too many times. I think I have too much power for him to try and walk through it, bite down on the mouth guard, you know um. I'm not a pressure fighter as much as I'm just kind of like a in your face sort of strike and then not there sort of dude. Yeah. So um, yeah, I just think skill set wise, I can beat him. I, I can beat him.
2: And, and, and that's respect to Kevin, but he, he's got a tendency sometimes to, to break down. You know, you don't know what kind of Kevin you're gonna get on the day. You might get, you know, uh, the, the A1 Kevin or you might get the B1 Kevin, you know? and um, but but i i think rob's just in and out um speed and his range will 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 probably wear on on kevin you know um yeah i I don't think he can bring much else to the table what what kevin can do i think rob probably can do better personally that's my opinion anyway
0: what do you think yeah
1: well kevin look he's got really good boxing so i've always said that yeah, I rate his boxing a lot, but it's just not not going to be enough. One thing they have always said about Rob, and uh, that's what I mean, It's everything's evolved so much. And you see see, with Rob, like everything, you know, nothing's ever the same. So there's going to be an exit. You could be going one way. It could be pretend to exit coming straight back. There's always little different things, and that really throws people off. You know, people like to look for tendencies and, and things like this, and, you know, they go... Like that, and that's one thing that I've always uh, known about Rob. there's you never know what's coming. Like it, it's, a, it's like an unorthodox, very high level unorthodox style that I just think it's just gonna be too much for him. He's just not gonna know what's in. He's just straight boxing's just not gonna be enough. So I, th- I actually can, you know, it's hard to say like while well, he's right there because you don't want to like you know. But um, I just can see you know really Rob just being too much for him, picking him apart even even early. But um, you know I, he's tough though. Kevin's a from what I know, he's tough. He can take he's some good shots too. Yeah, Fosa. For, uh, Weidman
0: choked him. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. But so he's he's never he's never he never dropped. Yeah. Weidman kind of dropped him in his fight, but he's never. Is he, is he drop. Mexican? He's a Mexican. Backup. Okay.
1: Yeah. So yeah. So he's got a he's, got he's got a good chin. He's gonna he? have a good chin. He has a very, very good chin. But I mean, yeah. So just uh, again, I just think uh, too many tools and too many angles. That, like you said, like you know, ins and outs are too good, and then yeah, it's just it's just too much to too much for him, I think.
0: Awesome, anything coming up for you, Alex? Joe, anything you guys want to share, any projects while we wrap it up?
2: Uh, yeah, on the 4th of uh, February, we've got uh, Frank Hickman coming down from uh, Tiger Muay Thai with Alex to do a seminar down at our gym. So it's a good opportunity for anybody that wants to train with an all-American uh, wrestler. Uh, yeah, it's And not only is Georgia a, a Frank, not George. Frank, you'll <laughs> <Frank. laughs> hate that. Um, not only is Frank a, a good wrestler, but he's a good guy and he's a good coach. You know, He, re- he really can explain the point across, uh, and that makes a big difference because it doesn't matter how good you are. If you can't explain what you're doing, uh, it, it doesn't help you. And, um, yeah, we, I'm just thankful that he's got the opportunity to come down to, to Wollongong and uh, share his knowledge, and if anybody wants to make their way down, um, you can check it out on the website and
0: see it. Awesome, awesome. Alex, Yeah, else? no, I
1: just can't wait till till he gets it done. I just can't wait to be there. I'm gonna be there, so it's gonna be unreal. So I can't wait just to get there. And yeah, good luck, even though you don't need it, but let's do it. Yeah.
3: Appreciate it, mate. Rob, Aussie you. takeover, baby. Yeah. A- anything coming up? Yeah, no, nah, not really. Just, um, just, just training and, <laughs> nah, obviously I've got the get the fight coming up in a couple of weeks. Um, things are wrapping up now. Like we're, we're still training, putting in work. It's great that it's in Melbourne. Don't have to get there till like week of, which is which is huge for me. Haven't fought at home in a long while now, so um, it's it's great to have a home fight. Um, yeah, it's just now it's just, just like manipulating the weight a bit, going to bring it down a bit, get ready for the weight cut, making sure we're still sharpening the tools, getting it getting the head around what what needs to be done. Then there's the night, and then it's done. <laughs> you know, like four weeks from now it'll be over. So. Uh, and we'll be looking, like talking about new things. So um, I look forward to, to getting to work, you know, earning some money, like, and and, and just getting in there, living a bit.
0: Yeah. All right, gentlemen, thank you so much for coming down. Really appreciate it. Uh, apologies to the listeners for um, losing the video, but um, the audio is still fantastic.
1: Oh, that's right. They don't
3: have to look at my ugly head, so <laughs> that's all right.
0: No worries. Thank you so much, guys. No, thank you thanks for having much. us, guys, guys. Really appreciate it.
3: Thank you, guys. Peace. Thank you.